0: Uh, the british government was concerned about the number of venomous cobras in delhi so they offered a bounty for every dead cobra yeah uh but then uh <laughs> the more entrepreneurial members of delhi started capturing them and then breeding them so they can turn in the heads of the cobras oh, to make very more money. industrious oh that is industrious i thought it was going to go another way and that the morgues were <laughs>
1: overflowed but then i was thinking There really aren't that many morgues there. They just shit, piss, bathe, and throw their dead in the Ganges.
2: Ultimate example of unintended consequences.
0: Perverse incentive, uh, specifically.
1: I got a bone to pick with you on PMZ before. What did I do? You're recommending bad shit to people. What did I recommend? We'll get into it.
2: I don't even remember what I recommended.
1: Hmm.
3: Your number one Roger Dunn this is Connor. How can I help you? Hey,
1: Connor, can you send me over to clubs, please?
3: Absolutely. Give me one second. Hmm.
1: Uh,
3: and
2: Nick, do you do. What, what do I recommend on no last PMC?
1: Can we talk about it on PMC, please? Get it at Patreon.com/slash/anotherpodcastnetwork. All
0: right, I don't want to fight with you. Don't. By the way, this is another podcast show—a show where we gab and goof. Really, whatever is. is the top right, of mind. Out of What's up?
3: This is How I help you?
1: Hey there. Um, I called earlier asking about uh a used Maverick driver. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was wondering if you guys price match because I'm seeing mm. lightly used on second swing and stuff for 200 shrink wrapped.
3: Uh, let me see. Um, What,
1: did they put one on hold for you already? Well, no, there are just numerous of them. They're on Amazon Second Swing. I don't want to use Amazon, but I'll go to Second Swing. I'd like yeah, to come we, in. Yeah, we
3: don't match Amazon, but uh, yeah. Second
1: Swing, let me let me actually match Second
2: Swing now. Uh, okay, cool. Second. Oh, retailers hate when you do this kind of game.
1: The, this Providing is an evil enterprise, done. That, en- that You're engaging in. Well, I mean, in- it's either that or... And I've done this lately. Maybe he
2: paid more for his product. Just go buy it where you're finding it cheaper, you bastard. There aren't a lot
1: of brick and mortar golf establishments, Patrick. Well, maybe you should support them and stop trying to
3: knuckle... Uh, nickel and dime? Yeah.
1: Who's getting nickeled and dimed here? Okay, so
3: they said we can uh, match it if it's used. Now, the used means there has to be a trade-in, not one of our 90-day clubs. So if it's a yellow tag, which is a demo tag, we take about 50 bucks off if they buy it within our store. But if somebody trades one in, then it's an orange tag, which is a um, a little bit cheaper, but we can match. Because we got ours here for 199 on a trade-in. Oh. Uh, so it's pretty much the same price. We're not going to match the demo price because this is within somebody's 90 days. Second, A second swing is a trade-in site so we'll give you the trade in price if it's if it's higher but it's not we got one here for 199
1: right 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 i i'm talking about i'm not coming in with anything though i just want to buy it from you guys
3: no i'm telling you like the as far as matching second swing yeah we can only match it on a trade in club because second swing is a trade in site
1: Right, and so you guys, you guys the have a demo
3: price, which is I mean, if it's a demo price which is two fifty, we're not taking fifty dollars off of this tag because it is not a trade in, it's a return. Right, but you, you guys have I mean?
1: you guys have trade in mavericks there, right?
3: I got one.
2: Hey donkey, you ask him to hold on for a second? Uh I got
3: one. It's uh it's a and it's it's a regular maverick, it's got an even flow, uh six point stiff in it. You gotta it. talk to your team.
1: Um, okay, can you hang on one sec?
0: Yeah.
2: Dylan, my first day of calculus was and this less isn't confusing. A good
1: bit I thought they were going to be much meaner. Cause I they like the bit. They usually are. I mean, this this company is Sauron. Go ahead. Should I hang C- up on C- him no, or cut what? that no, 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 part no.
2: out of a bit? We're not doing a bit. Okay. What I was saying is this conversation is extremely confusing to this podcaster. Oh,
3: it's
0: confusing to me, and I'm a big time golfer. I agree. They're trying. They're playing head games with all these different colored tags and stuff. They're mm. trying. They're trying to confound. They're trying to confound you into paying two fifty. You get this for two hundred. All right, so uh, you got that one on hold,
1: um, lightly used trade-in. I'll just come in and get it for two.
3: Yeah, yeah, I got one here for two, boy. What's your first name? I'll put it on hold. Dylan. Dylan. All right, cool. I got, it. I got it on hold right
1: now. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, no, no problem. Very now, polite. Dylan. Now, unfortunately for show content, I know that guy. He looks like Wiz Khalifa. Cool motherfucker. He's a great dude. He's but- coolest. Everyone over there, you hear Connor? You hear Connor at Braemar Country Club, motherfucker? You hear that guy? <laughs> mm. These people are so disgusting over what there. What do you
0: mean by these people? Which is the what's I'm, the name of the business?
1: Roger Dunn. Don't, don't support them. Don't I feel like support they them. You just do got... not support them. That was the. It's just, you're going to talk about all time backfires today. <laughs> <laughs> all time backfire. I've only been treated like shit there, except by by Wiz. Wiz is the only one that treats me well, but I'm telling you, it's, it's like exchanging Madden video games with any club over there. You go, you bring it in, uh, you paid $375 for it, they'll give you 20 bucks and uh, a sleeve of balls. It's a, it's a corrupt organization. Ah, that really backfired. I thought I was going to get into a quarrel with those
2: guys. Well, you know, here's the thing with retail is people, they stay in it too long. Okay, you can't deal with people on a day to day basis acting like you, <laughs> and then be able to make a career out of it. It's very annoying, you know, Dylan. You and Nick and myself to a Wait, certain what degree. You mean we get acting
0: to, like me. I What's wanted all, you, I wanted you to finish that, that thought. Yeah. What? what hey. All put the, your flamethrower down for a second, huh? You do a certain degree what of? Uh, I get. I
2: make my own way. I don't oh. really have to answer to other people. Gotcha. I kind of make my own day. If I don't like someone, I, I won't work with them. I, I have that ability mm-hmm. when you're in retail
1: you're being paid a certain amount of an hour and maybe some commission not a lot which begs the question why are you so
0: confident I'll, I'll hang on I'll, I'll get back to that um, I you just have bad luck with some of these places because you mentioned Second yeah. Swing on the phone with them. Right. Uh, do you remember in <laughs> yeah. 2019 ah, our, yeah. our tooth and nail negotiations yeah. with Second Swing? Yeah. Dylan reached out mm. uh, and said, <laughs> I'm an associate producer for the Am Corolla show. We've got a couple uh, uh, programs on our network that we'd love to get sponsored by. Which we was a complete y- lie. I was talking about another Bachelor podcast, <laughs> loosely related to the network. Well, we, we,
2: were, we were recording in the
1: building.
0: Yeah, we used sure. the studio. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he knew about it. That's
1: like if you snuck on to paramount to shoot a short film and then told financiers that
0: (laughs) you're producing a paramount film
1: yeah exactly
0: uh dylan evidently had a good talk with sam cassidy uh who worked at second swing and then no
1: shit did you really find these receipts yeah
0: email google search is incredible you couldn't get him to bite though huh uh, they, rep- they So they replied <laughs> after this good talk, after Sam ran it up the flagpole. By the way, I had a bunch of roommates in uh, after college that all worked at Second Swing, so when I found out, he, f- it was just a world's colliding for I mean, for it's me. just
1: not a lot of these brokers.
0: Uh, but uh, Sam responded, hey Dylan, thanks for sending this over. As much as I, w- I would like to help you guys out, unfortunately I was shot down by my leadership team. They didn't feel like the content matched what we were trying to do from a brand perspective. Yeah, oh. I'll keep working on this, and see if I can't get them to say yes. Equipment for marketing is always easy for us, so I might be able to get uh, to get a yes from them a little later in the season. So I'm actually a li- kind of wondering if uh, old Dylan here snaked a new thing of clubs and didn't <laughs> tell us. Well, no, here, here's
1: what's happening. And I think that the pitch was uh, – I didn't slow roll. Good th- pun, good pun. Oh, yeah, pitch shot. And slow roll. <laughs> pitch wedge, so, slow roll. Yeah, it's fucking Freudian. Um but I just said we don't we don't want money.
0: I just need clubs. <laughs> <laughs> and then evidently they listened to one of our episodes. And again, we've talked about sure. it. Early APN was a little more racy than some of the content. we You know, put we were speaking
1: now. of homophobia gate the other night because we just got a review in our another Below Deck <laughs> show uh, about what's the what about what are the whats nows and um, it. You know, uh, all the boxes were checked by a a lazy, uh, insane person were sexist, misogynistic, uh, racist, racist, homophobic, all those. Uh, The rainbow of hatred, so to speak. (laughs) And you were talking about Homophobia Gate, which was a nine-minute PSA episode, uh, two and a half minutes of which was the entirety of the Love Boat (laughs) (laughs) MP3, uh, which I did back then, bad edit mistake. But anyways, it was... um, It was us yelling about a a similar event. It was the first time that people had ever called us homophobic and racist. And I didn't really help my case. I was just screaming about what a giant bitch this woman was. Hmm. Uh, And it came off as a little, uh, I don't know, intense, sexist, but it was funny. Should we insert that in here so we can remind the
2: audience of of that tirade of yours?
1: Oh.
0: Maybe that should go on Patreon
1: APS, we'll
0: repost it. Yeah.
1: Check us out on Patreon because it's a little dicey. It's a little rare. I mean, I really do scream at her and call her the bee and all these nasty words. But anyways, all-time backfire. I was so confident. You know, we usually don't do bits like that. Uh, and that wasn't a bit. I was just Did you know that making person, a phone call on on a podcast. Her name was
2: Lady Bulldog. She not not only stayed with us, she became a Patreon
1: member. No Yeah, you turned around on. she
2: sent me a message saying, I used to hate you guys. But I kept listening, and now I'm a, I'm a, she's like a six year old white lady from Nebraska or something. God, like that. these
1: people are out of their minds. Just mm-hmm. wearing people down. I love it. Out uh, of their minds. But I was very, very confident that those people were going to say, "No, we're not going to price match," and then I would have the
0: bit what again not a bit but uh, the questions would have continued from there. I'm a little suspicious that when you have a dongle plugged in the mute what it doesn't work because he was evidently laughing at all the places where you would laugh if you could in fact hear us.
1: No, he's just a he's just a good guy. He's just he's he's one of those high on life people that I wish I could be but I'm just not. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, anyways, this is another podcast show. It's a show with Gavin Goof, but really whatever is at top of mind, as is evident. I'm Dylan Settle up next to one real Nicholas Davis. What's going on, everybody? Pat, producer of the podcast over there behind my glasses. How well? I'm mad. Oh, you're mad?
0: Yeah, because Wiz?
1: I've, no, never mad at Wiz. I'm mad at Pat because, um, you know, I rarely bring beer here, you yeah. know? Oh,
2: well, you're not going to yell at me about a, a, a movie that I recommended on TV. We'll PMZ. do
1: that on PMZ. Oh. Patreon.com slash podcast <clears throat> network. But what did I bring? The 12 pack of Miller's? I oh, that bring. was your beer? Yes. Oh. How was it consumed? I think my father-in-law, Ruby. Knew it was Ruby. Knew we, it was Ruby. I love Ruby. Pat, yeah. Can I tell you? Can I ask you something? Mm. If Ruby slams down 10 beers in an afternoon, can you just replace them, please? I didn't realize he did it.
0: God. I love Ruby, we always just, we, we've had very small interactions, but like, God, he's got a million dollar smile, he, he's one of those people, He it makes you happy when you see him, you're like, oh, Ruby, and we, we don't know anything about each other. How'd you meet Ruby, which is coincidentally my younger sister's name? Hmm. Just uh, oftentimes when I have to pick something up that I left, or I get here earlier to set up, oh. we, we get in we get little, we got it, got it, got run it. into each other, Very fights. impressive
2: man. He was homecoming king, grew up in Los Angeles, later became the number one murderer uh, car uh, salesperson for the brand Saturn. Oh, got it. And then he was a branch manager. Right. And simultaneously him and uh, my wife's mother, they're now divorced, uh, they flipped five houses in one year, made like a million bucks, and also uh, they opened a jewelry store together. So entrepreneurial spirit. And was he the guy that killed? Big time golfer too. No. No. That <laughs> is my wife's mother's new husband, Jod. God. He's also an impressive man. I mean, look, you do 20 years in the, uh, you know. In the cling. In the cling, and And then you come out and make something out of yourself. Yeah. That's impressive.
0: Yeah. Homecoming king, wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And
2: my (laughs) wife's mother was homecoming queen. Real cute picture of that.
0: Uh, They were the couple? Yeah. Or they were separate? Uh, Oh, good question. Good question. That's a beautiful story. Either way,
1: beautiful story. Loyalty found each other. Of, uh, the break and eternal commitment. But um, and see, I, know, I want to be more like Wiz. I just can't be like Wiz. You know, I'm too pessimistic.
2: I'm hey, can to I, shed it. can I talk about uh, my wife since we're talking about family? Or do you want to go first? About no, something? I love, it. I love uh, it. No,
1: we'll end with all time backfires. We'll oh. uh, it'll be uh, the the bread will be all time backfire. Oh, yeah.
2: good, good, yeah. good. Okay, uh, Dylan, I sent you a picture that my wife uh, sent me about an hour ago. Sure, God, just make course. sure. And, uh, yeah, all right, yeah. so uh, what I'd like to discuss is, <clears throat> excuse me, the spectrum of a marriage, right? The highs and the lows. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife and I, I think I've bragged on this show or uh, some other show that we've done that for the first seven years of my wife and I's marriage, uh, we did not fight at all. Um, the only thing, like, would there just be it, little... It creeped us out, to be honest. Well, we'd, like, I don't get annoyed right. with each it other. It creeped you out, right? It...
0: It, it, I was suspicious of it, yeah. uh, but now that he admits that they do now fight, I now know it was real, but evidently it was like a bad omen. I Like, you bragged about it on the show constantly. <laughs> we, we never fight. We well, never a lot's fight. changed.
2: Yeah. A lot has changed. Uh, having a kid changes it. Uh, the doctors, because uh, we're trying to get pregnant again, they got her on all these crazy drugs that fuck with her. Yeah. So it, it can be uh, pretty intense in the house. She's not even a human
1: anymore, is she, Pat?
2: Right. So uh, I want to say last night when I got home, I'm not sure where to start. I want to talk about the spectrum of really loving your partner because you know each other so well and you have a good sense of humor and also the person that can be just horrible, uh, horrible human being. And you are like, you go in a room that they're not in and you just are in your head going, this person is such a a dick.
1: And, and, you know, I'm still fresh into marriage, four years into marriage. Um, How long have you been married? Four or five years? Five. Five years. Five years? Um, <clears throat> it's not even isolated to just incidents where uh, you hate someone in an incident mm-hmm. or, it, it, you know, um, or love them. It, there are peaks and troughs, periods of love and, I don't know, hate is never an applicable word, but definitely uh, let's not right now mm-hmm. look at each other, be around each other. Mm-hmm. Um I was talking to my friend Matt the other day about how I'm in one of those periods where I look at my wife and we're just having so much fun together. There's a sparkle in her eye. I love her very much. I know that the the doomsday are they're they're coming. There's and ups we'll, and downs. We'll hate downs, each don't? other soon, but yeah, no, there are. But ups the and hate downs.
2: goes away and then you love each other again. Yes. Yes. And, and again, hate is not the proper word to the describe what that feeling is. Profound you... annoyance. Right. Yes. Okay. So last night, and I want to get your uh, feelings on this. I think the audience might find this interesting or various relationships. Uh-oh. So I, uh, we'll share this. Hold on. Okay. So I, last night, get home after a very, very, very long day. Right. Did you try to run this person off the road with a bumper sticker? Don't mention this yet. Okay. This is coming up next. So uh, I'm extremely tired. And I... Okay, so uh, uh, last uh, like two weeks ago, I dyed my beard in the shower, and I got the shower curtain uh, uh, a bunch of beard dye on it. So I ruined the shower curtain, which is twenty two dollars. What
1: what what could be worse?
2: Okay, I don't know. Right. She is pissed, yeah. so she says you're gonna buy a new one, and I don't do it for like three days, and finally it's. Did like- you
1: say I buy everything? Sorry to interrupt. Ah. Uh- I wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah.
2: um, I said it's $22. But for her, it's the, uh, what do you call it, the word? It's the Principal. principle.
0: You should you should buy a really wacky one that has like <laughs> uh, <laughs> she sent the me, universe on it. She, she
2: sent me the link so then I could just hit that little swipe thing that buys, and I don't care. Gotcha. So uh, then it's sitting in our bathroom on the counter. For a couple weeks, I'm not. I haven't put it up to replace the other yet. Yeah, that that I guess was a source of annoyance for her. Yeah. So last night I get home and I walk in the door after a long day, Ooh, okay. and I also picked up groceries. So after my long day, I go, uh, you know, do all the shopping, come home. I'm ready to fall down. I walk in and I'm worried about my little dog Winnie, who's uh, she's peeing a lot. So uh, she's on her last leg.
1: She so, hasn't had teeth in ten years. That's right. Yeah. So I t- I
2: asked my wife, hey, honey, I saw a little piece of roast beef in one of the drawers in the refrigerator. I, I want to give Winnie a, you know, a nice little dinner tonight. She goes, oh, the one that you already been picking at for the last two days. And mm-hmm. I've tried to lie and deny it, <laughs> <clears throat> but I had, in fact, been picking away at that. She goes, can we pause? Yes.
1: What kind of cloud of fear do you live under that you needed to lie about eating roast beef that you purchased? <clears throat> well, she purchased that roast beef. She brought it home from like
2: takeout or something.
1: Got it. And it was her roast beef? Yeah. You've mentioned that she gets kind of Gollum-like about uh, food.
2: Oh, <laughs> last night in this house. Uh, well, I first tried denying it, but there was no lying, right? I said, maybe uh, Grandpa Ruby uh, ate it. And she's like, no, he didn't. I asked him.
0: A likely excuse. I I think Pat might have drinking those Miller Highlights. No, no. (laughs) So I just... Last night after this fight. I
2: said, I'm tired. We're not discussing this. And she blew up. She talked about how disrespectful it is that I eat her food without asking permission. Uh, She talked about how we've had this conversation several times and she's tired of it. And what can she do to make it stop? What conversation? That you eat her food? I come home and there'll be a you know a, some French fries or something like that, and I'll pick at them. Or there'll be a salad with some chicken in it, and I'll just pick up all all the chicken off the plate and eat them really
1: fast. Yeah, fries are okay. That's not okay. Yeah.
2: Here's my feeling. <laughs> We're partners. We're married, and Dylan mentioned I pay for everything. Uh, so I would think that I don't need to call my wife. You would just understand that I came home. After a long day, didn't have time to stop by something, and I just need to put nutrition in my body. Sure.
0: I, I often play devil's advocate, and I'll, I'll do it here, even though then the fans just pile on. They're like, no, Pat's right. Fuck Sheree. Like you're, you're really painting quite the dossier against her. But uh, when you do have leftover food, or at least meat, a glutton who loves, like, the type of stuff that you will store in a refrigerator, uh, you look, squishy cold, squishy squishy cold. You look forward to that when you like when you're mm-hmm. working doing whatever you and you know it's there waiting for you. Get home and it's not there. I could see how that would could. Would you
2: want to punch the partner?
0: Oh, absolutely not. I probably uh, yeah. I, would you even mention it?
1: Well, Pat, here is the
0: thing. Though. Uh, maybe if she does just punch you one time, you'd stop. And there's a pattern mm-hmm. of successful marriages, and I,
1: this could be a young man. Um, What's the principle where you know a little bit and you think you're an expert? Dunning-Kruger. Dunning-Kruger, young man Dunning-Kruger with marriage. But the patterns that I've seen, um, and there are rare exceptions where there's a a give and a take and a give and a take. But most successful marriages kind of ride the wave into the afterlife together based on the complete concession and defeat of the man. Mm. So...
2: What? Oh, happy wife, happy life. Exactly. Go fuck yourself. Well, with that's that. why
1: you have so much ire in your life. I think that you need to pick your battles. And if you know that your wife is a rabid, angry fucking German shepherd when her food is consumed, which is a psychotic behavioral pattern. Thank but you. you've committed to this woman. So <laughs> why do you keep Poking this bear, if you know that World War Three, Four, Five, and Six will ensue after she finds the food consumed.
2: It's a great point. It's a subconscious thing that I. I You're fighting back. Yes. Lay
1: down your sword. Hmm.
2: Well, get this it got worse so we're not talking for an hour so i go into the bedroom while she's in the bathroom what i didn't know at the time was erecting the new shower curtain and i'm prepping <laughs> a pmz and i hear her smashing stuff and, and yeah, talking to herself the purposeful
1: and she's loud getting together.
2: pat get in here and so i walk in there and she's like i asked you to put this shower curtain up three days ago and i said honey stop stop what you're doing right now and fighting is your flooding okay? That's a thing called flooding. Uh, she knows that I've been listening to this family therapist named Wendy Walsh, who is a genius. So I got all the terminology now.
0: You also got to read my Christmas uh, present gift: uh, 40, 40 married couples how to live. <laughs> you haven't read my book. You don't even know what I'm talking about. Read my book. This it's hard about... to read.
2: I I people take in information differently, Nick. and I just take it really into quickly.
1: I just quick qualm with uh, the phrasing of that sentence. Um, not only is it not your book. Uh, it's authored by somebody else but uh, you picked it up out of a promotional bin of uh prospective guests for the adam carolla show so.
0: yeah but there was a <laughs> the n- thought
2: was there there was a number not really
0: there was a number of books in that pile of promotional <laughs> books and i picked one out specifically that i th- help, thought could help pat yeah i will you are right it is not my book <laughs> i did not author it so get this i didn't
2: need to do that that pissed the wife off because she knows i've been listening to wendy walsh a lot
1: oh yeah that's <laughs> super annoying bringing up like therapy terms well
2: so she said uh <laughs>
1: You're not a fucking therapist.
2: And I said, I know, honey, yeah. but what we're fighting now, we're not fighting against <laughs> each other. We're fighting to win for the relationship. <laughs>
1: did you do this? She with said, a, get out. Did you do this with a smirk? No. Did you do it ironically?
2: I did it earnestly. You did? I did. I've been using all this new terminology. Can
0: you explain flooding? Can I yeah, propose I, what I think it is? It's like stuff's building up, so then in one moment, you kind of just let the, it all levees
1: break. Yes,
2: yeah, so uh, in, when you, in a relationship when you're arguing, uh, you have a best shot of fixing a behavior by letting it just be one thing as opposed to many, because then the person gets on the defensive and now they're fighting three different things that that person hates about you as opposed to one.
0: Right, gotcha, right, gotcha. Right,
2: right. Mm-hmm. All right, so let me move on. So. Uh, needless to say, we don't have a good night last night. We put on uh, Married at First Sight. We finished the last hour of that, and then the wife went to bed. This morning, she woke up. She said, I loved you. I think she realized that she'd gone too far with this behavior last night. And then, so last night would be considered the down part of our relationship, the bad part. Now, uh, I'm going to- uh, The bad part
1: wasn't the screaming about the shower curtain?
2: No, that's the bad part. I'm saying that's the bad part. Now, I'm going to talk about why I love my wife. Got it. So about an hour ago, my wife sent me this photo in a text. Uh, this is you. It's actually a video that she walked up on. So this is what my wife does all day. She get whips out her phone. Now, and, this
1: isn't going to get political, is it, Pat?
2: N- no, it's not at all. Okay. Um, so, so it's it's not political because it's not it's about what you see on the car, but what her thought is why this exists. <laughs> so, uh, Dylan, describe what you're seeing.
1: Honda Fit. Mm-hmm. It's a car affordable vehicle. Uh. With a Bernie sticker and from two thousand sixteen. From two thousand sixteen, in love with the stripper. Although, you know, Bernie is <coughs> is one of those true ideologues, uncorruptible, I think. My opinion. Let's not get political. Um, the there is another um, sticker here that looks to be printed on a larger piece of paper than not, eight and a half not, by eleven, and it says one strong invisible rape victim, woman of color. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, speaking of therapy, <laughs> this kind of uh, peacocking of pain mm-hmm. is uh, the, the the markings, the, the the this is, sorry for not being able to speak right now, but this person- Well, you're trying not to get in trouble. The, this person is, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> This person's had a tough life, clearly. Uh, being raped is never a fun thing, you know? Are
0: we sure there's not a G that wore, wore off and she was possibly one strong invisible grape victim woman of color?
1: That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a really good point, and we'll never know.
0: We'll never know. We'll never look, even know. even the spacing. But it this looks person like
1: is a fucking full-blown lunatic full-blown lunatic <clears throat> people who put politicians merch on their cars you can eh, be a little suspect of them but that doesn't indicate that you're a lunatic putting the fact that you are raped and your race on your car so that everyone can see is well, crazy all right Long-winded, so would, done. You,
2: would you like to hear what my wife said after so she put like a little commentary to the photo she said i bet this is a drug trafficker which made me laugh
0: that's Why? that is funny because it's a perfect cover. What right. cop right, right, right,
2: is walking up to this car? This car could run over a 90 year old woman walking on a crosswalk and you cop sees that. No fucking way. I'm touching that
0: what that old lady do to her, you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, that is why I love my wife, is because she would see something like this, and her theory is is that this person is a drug smuggler, and they would put that on their car to sway any potential law enforcement
1: from walking up to sure. her. Sure, yeah, she reminded you that she's your best friend. Yes, and we have the same kind of thought processes. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. It's bonding. So yeah. now we're on the positive end of the spectrum? That's once- positive. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys
2: going to fuck tonight? Uh, tomorrow night we're gonna get a hotel.
0: Ooh, oh, wh- where are you going?
2: Uh, just down the street at the uh, Beverly Garland, where Bravo what? puts up all their. What uh, stars. is it
1: about hotel sex? Because if you think about it, it's um,
0: you you walk into. Oh, I knew that they were gonna have sex tonight. Tonight's Paquito moss night. Yeah, tonight's Paquito moss <laughs> <Mas laughs> night. Too many, too much onions on our mm-hmm.
1: breath. Yeah, and a lot of charcuterie at uh, Laurel Tavern. Um. Well, I, I, the, so that you walk into a hotel room, there's a freedom of it not being yours. Mm-hmm. There's also a cleanliness about it. You know, it's it's a
2: yeah. You could eat off our bedroom floor at home, Dale.
1: Right, but but I guess I understand that the linens are washed and that people take care, especially in a nicer establishment. <sighs> but there's also this kind of um, apparitional kind of imprint to me of all the other people who have eaten ass on the bed. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of gross a little bit.
2: Well, it also might have some pheromones in there of all the sex that happens in there. Sure, I sure. don't know. Well, Intoxicating. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But mainly it's because it's a, 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 a place that's not your home. It's a new location. Therefore, it's as close as you can get to banging a new partner.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And if you do doggy, it's like pretty much the same thing. Here, exactly.
2: wear this wig. <laughs>
1: uh... Yes. Speaking of that, I, I want to talk about masturbation on another podcast show. Check it out at patreon.com, but it's another form of cheating on your wife. Uh,
2: uh, one uh, last that's, note. By the way, allowed. I didn't do my wife's joke justice. I could tell because you guys didn't laugh. She went. She posted this and went dot, dot, dot. Definitely a drug trafficker.
0: I mean, Cherie's not that funny. Right. Uh, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I thought it was really funny. It was like uh, the delivery. I was like, t- I don't know. I heard it wrong, but that's funny. All right, I. Yeah, that's
2: funny. Now, I do want to say something, and, and on any political leaning or what bans your into or whatever, putting stickers on your car. Wild move. I don't think there's any upside to no. it. No. Maybe if you're a Bernie, uh, uh you got the burn. Uh, you drive by a fellow burner uh, that has that sticker, and you honk each other, and there's a little bit of camaraderie for a moment. I don't know. Right. But I think it's far more dangerous that you'll end up with a
1: full McDonald's Diet Coke smashed against your window. That, or you honk, and then the other person next to you is like, oh, do you want the nuclear family abolished? And you're like, whoa, 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 no. I just, I like Bernie. Don't you like Bernie? And they... Uh, mcdonald's again in your car (laughs)
0: right yeah and and try to think of one person in your life which you're like oh i like strive to be them they're a great example super successful who does that to their car Mm -hmm. it's 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 a self-selecting
1: group why do strangers need to know about you narcissism because you have friends and family right and they know things about you shouldn't that be uh enough satiating of your your identity. People know who you are, the people you love. Why do people need to
0: see this stuff? Can't talk today. If you're listening to this uh, and you have bumper stickers in your car, let us know in the comment sections why. Why would you do that? Why Why would you do that? Oh,
2: and I love my wife. Uh, very, very much, and I'm a happ- happy, happily married man. It's just we have our little moments, as does every relationship.
1: Of course, and I would say that you walking into that bathroom last night and talking about flooding, mm-hmm. I would say that that's an all-time backfire. Mm.
0: Great segue, Dylan. Uh, so I wanted to talk about all-time backfires, uh, like Dylan mentioned, and it's in honor of uh, – I don't know if – I'm sure you guys heard about this. Neil Young. Put up a stink uh, about his music being on Spotify for Joe Rogan, quote unquote, helping uh, spread disinformation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Spotify, not only did they not acquiesce to his threat, the next day they proactively were like, fine. And they removed all his stuff from Spotify. Yeah, and evidently
1: Spotify's, I saw something last night that they've shut down their online uh, customer chat because it's just getting bombarded with like, why do you guys have Joe Rogan? Why do you guys have Joe Rogan? I I do think that Joe Rogan's, you know, he's the Kool-Aid of Texas is kind of running through him a little bit. He's, he's pretty aggro about a lot of stuff. Um, you started listening to that Jordan Peterson interview. I mean, what is fucking going on here? I don't, I don't want to get political, but yeah, I mean, don't get we're, political. We're losing our minds here. Four and a half hours of almost nonsense.
2: Now, Nick, uh, this segment's called back, "Ultimate Backfire," all time backfire. Okay, now it could be. Although I heard some uh, some interesting information about Neil Young. You know, he has his own music platform.
0: Uh, I did, and yeah, he's had issues with Spotify for a long time. First, he was complaining they didn't have high enough sound quality. That's right. uh, But what what more info do you have on this? And just FYI, nothing in my segment has any more to do with Neil Young.
2: Well, he just got a week's worth of free promotion that he's being pulled off Spotify, and if you want to hear Neil Young music, you have to go over to his platform to hear... Uh, the bit quality i guess is something that i'm sh- i'm surprised you're not more of a conspiracy theorist because you usually do kind of that's not conspiracy conspiratorial that this was diabolical on neil young's part it's he's logic. a thirsty motherfucker well, remember that uh, story i did on pmz where, where him and daryl hannah announced that she was pregnant but that was fake yeah it was fake what's your
0: point well he's <laughs> he's thirsty I believe your theory, and to don the TFC even more. Yeah, I bet if you dug into it, Spotify probably has some investment in his. Like no one, no one cares about any of this right now. Spotify absolutely will go whichever way the wind blows. Yeah, that, that they think will make them more money. It's good bottom line business. But really quickly, can I
1: say, um, Neil Young? Why are you complaining about bit rates? It's folk music. Do you, do you really need like? Yeah, but they squash the files on
2: Spotify so much. There is an audible difference between listening to it on a record player with some with great speakers and yeah. listening to it in your earphones, even because it's been digified. Who? Whom? Um, to the
0: uh, more. Uh, the audio files yeah, out there.
1: To the audio files, which are, you know. And, uh, but also, 14 if you, of them in California. If you
0: have Spotify Premium, uh, you can listen on full quality. They give you that option. Hmm. Uh, but. Um,
1: What's wow. Neil Young's uh, music platform? And why would anybody do that? Mm. It's like going up against a titan. This guy has, Neil Young has
2: bad business decisions. I don't know about that. You uh, Get this. You know that song? Uh, it's from his uh, 1969 album Harvest. It's, oh man, take a look at my yeah, life. Yeah. I'm a lot like you. I was singing it last night. I always thought, because I didn't have a good relationship with my father, mm-hmm. that the song was about his dad. Yeah. And even though you can't stand your dad, I was actually, uh, what do you call it, where I'm putting my own emotional bullshit. Projection. Projections on the lyrics of that song. Uh-huh. Well, that's in, the
1: beautiful thing about art.
2: It is, right. Yeah. But then uh, lyrics, actually, uh, the, the person that wrote them will actually sometimes tell you what they meant by the sometimes. song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. in this case, uh, when Neil, Neil Young was a millionaire by the time he was 20, yeah, and he went up to Northern California and he bought like 20 acres of property. Right. and he hated the guy that sold him it because he gave him shit like oh you're a fucking young little musician like what are you doing up here uh buying all this property and that song old man is about the guy who gave him shit about buying all that land up there. well no that's it's not, not about what, his father
1: that's not what it's about
0: and pat yeah, that, pat learned that
1: on folk genius it's about your <laughs> it's about your dad oh right It's about my dad.
2: Yeah. Did I ever tell you the story (laughs) where uh, I had- Eye of the beholder. uh, This is really sad, but I just, I'll put a count on it. Oh no. My dad came to my college my freshman year and stayed in my dorm because most of my roommates were gone. And uh, we're having a couple beers, so it's pretty cool to be drinking a beer with your dad, right? And uh, (laughs) we started- Well, no. Oh, sorry, Nick. (laughs) Well, maybe, or you could have had my dad. Uh, so, uh, he, tell- I don't
1: like drinking with my dad. He gets too drunk when we're drinking and I'm
0: like, ugh, you're like I, 70. Why I, are you? I drunk? would have
2: loved to have Peter as if
0: I man. would, I would <laughs> love to drink too much with your dad. Yeah, no, dad's fun.
2: So get this. I start digging in, you know, cause I don't know much about their past. My parents with meeting my mom and all. And I asked him, I said, uh, you know, dad, how'd you meet mom? Oh, well, I was working at a restaurant. She was the waitress, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, he starts, he's got a little buzz on. And he goes, uh, you know, when your mother got pregnant with you, I was trying to talk her into an abortion, but uh, she wouldn't (laughs) do it. She said uh, she thought it was going to be a girl, and she always wanted a girl. And I was thinking, you're admitting to me that you didn't want me to live. (laughs) Maybe you've had too many of those. You tried to have me killed. He actually said it. And by the way, he woke up the next morning, he got in his car and he drove off and I didn't see him for seventeen years after that.
0: Super sad. So I think you uh, could pigeon that whole, I, I think you could pigeonhole that into being an all time backfire. All time backfire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But before we move on to all time backfires,
1: I saw this meme the other day of, of Elon Musk saying, uh, my kids did not choose to be born. I chose to have them. They hmm. owe me nothing. I owe them everything. Hmm. Which was a very, very beautiful, sweet sentiment. But then I was kind of thinking about it. Um, what all parents do for their children is pretty incredible. Actually, they give them the gift of existing, which life is hard, you know, we're on this rock floating through space, but what a fluky, beautiful present to give your child. That they now exist. So moving forward, when I do have children, I'll make sure to hold that over their head when they get to an age that they can understand the weight of that. You know, it's really beautiful. Wendy Walsh would say <laughs> that actually,
2: you owe them a safe uh, environment with loving uh, parents, yeah, uh, an education, yes, uh, an upper education in college, and then after that, you owe them zero. Right. No inheritance.
1: All-time backfire.
0: I don't even think you owe him um, the the second the post-secondary education. College is worthless and a sham. Hmm. Uh,
1: oh, you got another one? Uh, what? Oh, well, the whole segment is about all-time backfires. Again, the we, segment. We just went off on a fucking The segment
0: tangent. had nothing to do with <laughs> Neil Young at all. Oh, I, that was I, the germ. I have historical all-time backfires. So, okay, yeah, yeah, there's quite that. a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Mets deferred buyout of Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> now he's you, dead. You guys, no, Bobby Bonilla? Yeah, no, he's not. Uh, he's fifty-eight year old, years old, alive and well. Now yeah. uh, oh, I'm you, thinking of Tony Gwynn. Do you mean he's dead? Uh, uh, no, he's alive and well, oh, fifty-eight years old. Um, and a lot of people know about Bobby Bonilla Day. I actually thought you guys would laugh because I had his rookie uh, baseball card. Thinking, are, are I you sure you laugh. didn't have Tony Gwynn's? Uh fifty eight year old Bobby Bonilla. Stop yelling. <laughs> he
1: wants to get he wants to get to his segment.
0: But I will say I laughed
1: because I have almost no knowledge of the Mets and their franchises. I'm gonna history, get a claw. Or who Bobby Bonilla is. <clears throat> That's why I laughed. Because it was, uh it was, uh designated was it was it was a so hit or a first base. Oh, well, we, he said we have to vamp, and then you oh. asked him a direct question right. when he was off the mic.
0: It's incredible. When I got up, nothing to say. <laughs> but I have no doubt when I dive into this backfire here. Hey, Pat, me and you, timeout, 30 seconds. No, I, don't really, I want you guys to participate. I don't want to be, I don't know. 50-year-old Bobby Bonilla, he, every July 1st from 2011 to 2035, he collects a check from the New York Mets, for 1.193 million dollars and this is all from when they bought him out of his contract in 2000 for 5.9 million dollars they thought they had it made because at the time Mets ownership was heavily invested in Birdie Madoff's uh Oh it, my god. In which they were promised double digit returns. Yes. So on the instead of just buying them out for five point nine million, they gave him eight percent interest and said, We will we will buy it out from twenty eleven to twenty thirty five. Uh and oh. obviously Birdie Madoff did not work out. And Bobby is still collecting that money. And I don't know how it happened, but he's also collecting $500,000 every uh, year from 2004 to 2028 from the Baltimore Orioles. But, oh. but that's an all-time backfire by the New York Mets right All-time there. backfire, and mm. this is where
1: the all-time <laughs> backfire begins. You know, Bernie Madoff was a, a crook and a demon, truly. Uh, no empathy. Zero empathy whatsoever. Um, but when someone says... I'll double your money consistently every quarter, every year in the stock market. Believe them and hand over your money. You have to go. Huh? What are you, a wizard? It's just not It's not going to work out. But this is a lot like, uh, is OBJ in one of your all-time backfires no obj took his salary from the rams in bitcoin and then bitcoin took his shit is this odell beckham yeah, yeah. Oh, okay yeah
0: that is a great all-time ba- All back all-time backfire. five hundred thousand dollars he actually got paid uh seven figures from cash app to do so so oh, it okay. didn't really work out but like if you did the math it, he ended up getting thirty six thousand dollars in crypto from his five hundred dollars well, did he sell off the contract. crypto his, well you s-
1: can't sell now it's it's taking a shit. but well, he hasn't
2: w- lost anything it will go up it's you know it's like a wave it goes no up he and has down.
1: he has lost because he well yeah it, it goes up and down it goes up and down so he but, hasn't lost anything well currently they famously he's a asked
2: loss. Uh, uh, who's the big uh, billionaire uh, Mark lost? Cuban No,
0: the, uh, the old. it's not a loss until you sell you got it uh, but uh what was I gonna say about obj? Yeah, I think there's a lot wrong with that meme because uh, when you, your salary you get weekly, so I'm pretty sure every week he gets paid the dollar amount salary in whatever the price of Bitcoin is at that mm. time. Yeah,
1: that's what I was. I, I think he has lost money actually, because uh, he's getting paid in cash based off of the Bitcoin rate. You're talking about Berkshire Hathaway. Who's the yes, guy? Yes, Warren What's Buffett. Warren Buffett.
0: Is that who you're talking mm-hmm. about? Um. Anyway. Thirty second timeout. Bobby Bonilla. Uh, all tie backfire by the Mets there. ATB. But, yeah, Bobby Bonilla Day is uh, uh, now it's celebrated in, in jest by Mets fans every <laughs> year. Uh, the Four Pests campaign. Four uh, Pests. Uh, This was one of the first actions taken in the Great Leap Forward in China from 1958 (laughs) to 1962. These are all over the map, these (laughs) Mm backfires. Literally. Uh, And uh, So they wanted to eliminate, Mao Zedong had a plan to eliminate rats, flies, mosquitoes, and sparrows. I think I know what's going to happen here. Specifically, the sparrow holocaust that (laughs) they they ushered in uh, resulted in a severe ecological imbalance, uh, being one of the causes of the Great Chinese Famine because... uh, they were the the natural, they thought they were taking him away because they ate grain, but uh, which they did, but they also ate locusts. So locusts went wild and destroyed way more crops oh than the sparrows ev- ever could.
2: You fuck with Gaia, uh, you're fucking with yourself, you know what I
0: mean? Uh,
1: you could also argue that the Great Leap Forward was an all-time backfire, but they're doing okay now just at the cost of what, like, this is 750,000 people. <coughs> this is
2: China, right? Yeah, me, China. 750 million? Well, they're not at their 100 year mark. They said they were going to <laughs> take over the planet by
0: 100 years. So they're yeah. about uh, 30 about years th-
2: away. Yeah, I think so.
0: And honestly, I know they've had some hiccups, but I feel like they're well on their way. But uh yeah. No, they're
1: doing good. If we if we just uh made it illegal to trade with them, they would uh wither and die. But uh we can't do that because Nike's gonna make a profit. Anyway, uh it's
0: not good political. These are these are in no specific order, by the way. These are just some all time backfires. <laughs> uh this one, uh in Friends season five, episode twenty, when uh Ross, Gary, or Ross Chandler and Joey were doing a ride along with Phoebe's boyfriend at the time, Gary, uh, uh, played of course, by Michael Rappaport. They were doing a ride along and, and a car backfired. And they thought it was a gunshot. Right. And Joey leapt, and he covered up Ross. And Chandler was super offended because he thought, why didn't Joey try to save me, his best right. friend? Great sitcom. Uh, at, at the what? end of the episode, it turns out Joey actually leapt to protect his sandwich. Oh, wow. Classic episodes. So that's an all-time backfire. Yeah. A literal car backfire uh, this time. Uh, yeah,
1: and <clears throat> uh, again, all over the map because we're back stateside, but, and, and back in New York City, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Full circle.
0: Two, two, circle. two more uh, backfires, yeah, all-time yeah, yeah. backfires. Uh, this one, you, I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard about it. We've talked about it a number of times. The Barbara Streisand effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, cutting kind of your hair. You've you've never heard of the Barbra Streisand effect? Is it when you cut your hair? No,
1: it's when you call attention to a problem that no one knows about, and now everyone knows about. Yeah,
0: in an attempt to repress information, you actually broadcast it to a much, much larger uh, net. Kind of uh, the Neil Young effect, but a little bit different. Uh, Yes, yes. Uh, So Barbra Streisand, uh, there was a photographer for, for pictopia.com in like 2003, he he put a picture on this website that had 12,000 pictures of of uh, coastline houses, and the whole idea behind it was to show the erosion to then of the coastline to help policymakers put in place to protect the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she was a needle in a haystack of these pictures. She found out her picture was on there. She sued, uh, and at that up to that point. Her pic that picture had only been viewed six times. Tw- twice was by Barbara Streisand attorneys. Right uh, after the uh, so four times after the lawsuit went public in the next month, it was viewed four hundred twenty thousand times. Yeah, and now everybody has has seen it. Yeah, uh, so that's an all time backfire.
2: You know, uh, and one little thing with that, and you know, I'm not a political person or anything, but it's interesting that uh, a lot of celebrities that have something to say about like water rising because of climate change. Sure, want to buy properties in Malibu. (laughs) That's a great point. That
1: it's off. Not talking. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Um, But speaking of, uh, sorry, talking over too much. I'm, I'm working on it. But Mm -hmm. uh, there's this Paris Hilton show that just came out.
2: Cooking with Paris. Maybe it's uh, golf. uh, The golf
1: place, Dylan. Why is Gary calling me right now? Um, okay, so... He probably wants to know what show he's he supposed to put that ad he's in. He's not supposed to put any ad in yet, and I haven't sent him the ad, so I don't know what he's calling about, but I'll call him after. Phoebe's boyfriend? Um, Yes, Phoebe's boyfriend.
0: Just call him Michael Rappaport. Played
1: by Michael Rappaport. Um, Paris Hilton is has this new show, and it's about her getting ready to get married. My wife was watching it the other night. Um, they just bought this lovely home directly on the beach in Malibu. I don't know what it's worth. Probably north of four or $5 million. Dylan, no, 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 no.
2: Anything on the ocean is 20 and over. It's even if it's a shit box. My wife knows about this. because That's where all our business is.
1: God, it looked like a small house. Doesn't matter. Like small houses. So that just lends even more credence to the insanity of this real estate buy. These people are crammed on top of one another i mean you look to your right and it's lit there's a house with one of those miami vice opaque glass balconies gross to your fucking right and it's the same Speaking thing your you're left. Gross. they're all on top of one another it's you can be fucking
2: insane. making duty and the other house is in his living room he's like hey Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you can hear it.
1: They're so close. And then you take your walk on the beach because that's why you pay the 20 million dollars. Right. And it's not beautiful or anything. It's just um, it's like trying to hit a, a pin tucked back against a collar. There is no room to fucking breathe. It's the shoreline and then 50 feet and then just stilts of other houses. It's just an insane bomb.
2: I would never want to live there because of the overcast. A lot of people don't realize they don't live in uh, California or maybe they don't live near the ocean. Every morning you wake up for the first four hours where it would be sunny otherwise. It's fucking overcast miserable with yeah. a fog. Yeah. Fuck that. You can't that. see anything. I'm a person that is very dependent on it being sunny and warm weather for my mental
0: health. Yeah. It's it's the number one reason I refuse to p- move out of the apartment I'm paying too much for because it's th- 360 degrees of sunlight coming in my window all day. Right. I, I can't sleep in at all, but uh, right, I, I, don't, right. I don't need it. I get vitamin D. That's what energizes me. 100%.
1: 100%. <clears throat> um. Last all-time backfire last all-time backfire i did, lastly because i think i want to talk about vanessa hudgen's architectural digest uh, tour at some point i'm just confused about how she's made this much money hmm. but there, there are s- vanessa hudgens mm-hmm. um i don't know there are so many beautiful places to live in los angeles especially for the rich they have access to all these little pockets of the city that other people don't have access to why you would be So basic, chuggy and stupid with your money. Just plop your shit on the beach. It's just crazy. Oh, she did it too. Uh, no, Paris did. Vanessa Hudgens lives in a gated community in, uh, los Feliz that i had no idea existed oh i didn't even know they had gated communities there this is what i'm talking about so go ahead me neither
0: yeah there are all these like hidden, hidden oh gen- my god but then you if you think about do a little work let, when you're driving around the city there'll be these pockets you could just kind of drive around them you never really go through them and, yeah. and when you think about it, that's where those neighborhoods yes. are there's no reason to go in them. right but uh oh i've always thought like. I wanted to I want to live by the ocean, but I only in like the utopian, like if it was perfect. But all the reasons you said and the fact that I'm not probably ever going to have a 20 million dollar home. I How do, do. You know, I actually think I don't know why I just said that. I actually do think I'm going to have a 20 million dollar home. I just it sounded a little bit full. But anyways, I for those reasons, I'm not going to live by the ocean, even though I and think, all the salt. But it it it. it the people are the worst out there, too. Ugh. You got to see Judd Apatow, that douchebag. That would be horrible, although it would be good content. Last all-time backfire. Uh, the Cobra effect. Uh, when India was under... Uh, it's another ecological backfire. Disaster, yeah. Uh, uh, when India was under British rule, uh, the British government was concerned of, and and... There's not a ton to back this one up as being real, but it's kind of an anecdote people use. Uh, the end effects are really the the, the present-day example of what is actually called perverse incentive. When uh, you... Yeah, you know. You guys can figure it out. You're going to yeah, context yeah. clues. Context clues. Uh, the British government was concerned about the number of venomous cobras in Delhi, so they offered a bounty for every dead cobra. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but then uh, the more entrepreneurial... <laughs> members of Delhi, started capturing them and then breeding them so they can turn in the heads of the cobras oh, to make more money. Very industrious. Oh, that is industrious. I thought it was going to go another
1: way and that the morgues were <coughs> overflowed, but then I was thinking there really aren't that many morgues there. They just shit, piss, bathe, and throw their dead in the Ganges. So. Ultimate example of unintended consequences.
2: Yeah, a- yeah, yeah.
0: A perverse incentive, yeah. uh, specifically. Uh, so then, yeah, when the government finally realized this wasn't working because they are like, Jesus, we had more than we thought. Yeah. We're, we're going to cancel we had five this. five times more venomous cobras than we thought. Then the people who were entrepreneurs had all these snakes in their home <laughs> that they just let go. Right. And the problem was that much worse. Wow, India is such a paradise. I'll George
1: back Harrison back. went there for a reason. Everybody go vacation there. Uh, we'll be back next week. Jump to the iTunes ratings and reviews. Please, if you have not done so, leave five stars in kind words. Join us on Patreon.com slash another podcast network for an extra one of these a week plus our upcoming recap of season two of Netflix's Love is Blind a failed romantic experiment hosted by Vanessa <clears throat> and Nick
0: Lachey hmm. we'll see you next week I'm Dylan saying goodbye Nick say goodbye if you guys uh, I, Pat always ask you guys for content if you guys know any examples of historical all time backfires whether they be literal or things that uh, went awry rye uh right. let me know dm me comment don't comment because i want a surprise doing pat yeah, yeah. goodbye pat? bye